All right, Swanee, we're back. We are back. Welcome, everyone, to Rod and Flagon, where I, Oliver Redboots, sorcerer, and my compatriot... I am Swan Mallsmith, the safety officer of the Temple of Gond. Praise Gond. Praise Gond, indeed. We offer you advice and our tips and tricks, and frankly, now it's just gotten to the point where it is telling everybody about our life stories and day-to-day events. This has become a bit autobiographical, that is true. I know, well, I, I, mean, I mean, I hope that's what the magistrates actually had in mind. They knew, you they think? know both of us very well. True. They know we're not just going to be like, oh, just take gold with you when you go to do the thing. Like, no. they know we're going to make this a bit we're, more of a narrative. We're talkers. Yeah. Yeah. They, I have been called many things. One of those was verbose. Verbose. So I, I just want to say a quick shout out to the Swede Brothers for last week's amazing podcast. That was, where, that was very enlightening. Where we discussed lots of things. I don't know if we answered a single question in that time. That's all right. I think people are going to come away from that. We'll be like, what the hell was that? And they have Dungeon Con, mate. Yeah, we got to get it. We got to go. Think, we have to be able to figure out a way to First get it. First of there. all, Astral Plane. Oh. oh, I know, right? It's delicious. It always smells like cinnamon and oats. Oh. It's mm. really weird there. People don't, like, that's a, that's a thing. That's a, there's a tip and a trick. Adventures, you'll know when you're in the Astral Plane if you smell cinnamon. Yeah, it's and a very know. different high than when you go to Under Mountain. Get right, and the floating. I guess yeah. the floating also helps. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Anyway, I don't But, I, you know what we should talk about? We should talk about the after. Like, we got so hammered. After that show with him. Whew. I haven't been that hungover in a long time. I know. I'm not uh, getting a little old, but... No. I got absolutely nothing done the next day. Oh. I do want to say <laughs> next day? It was a whole weekend for me. <laughs> Are you at the, it was at the point of our lives where oh. we have three and four day hangovers? Really? It, yes. I actually, you know, I, shout out to Potion Crate, because I, I went home and I just started taking random potions. Oh, um, God, I completely forgot. Dude, it was amazing. So, like, I, they had a new delivery when I got home the next day, right? I didn't get home to the next day, by the way. I, somehow I ended up on the rooftop. I don't, of, I don't, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't remember how I got home. Yeah, I was, on a, I was on the rooftops in the dock wards. I, apparently I slept there. There was a bird had nested right next to me. Or I had just decided I was going to sleep next to a bird nest. Could be. Could be. Whatever. I got home. Brand new box of potions. Right? Cracked it open. And I, I, I don't know even what I, I don't even know what I took. <laughs> You're just mixing things. I was like, just mixing around. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I took, you know that one with the toenail? Yeah. I told you last week. I drank it. Okay. You know what it does? No idea. It made me incredibly strong. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, dude. Like, I went out later on, and I was just cracking boards. So is hungover and strong what you want to be? I don't know if that's, like, an aspirational thing, but my gods, it was fun. Okay, sure. Right? So, like, and... And it could not have been better timing, right? So I'm grumpy from a hangover. Yeah, okay, listen. I have super strength as much as a giant. Okay. Like all of the children around Trollskull Alley, where I stay now, are, are like cheering me on. They're bringing me new things to break. I was able to crack an egg, <laughs> right? <laughs> you great. know how hard it is to crack an egg in the palm of your hand? It's near impossible. I was able to do that. And like just, oh. we had a lot of fun. And guess who showed up? Thud. No. Okay. No, you, you, so if you got the JV squad... Right, you had no. yeah, dude. They they did. They sent they sent a squad. Oh well, was that well timed or what? <laughs> Not for them. <laughs> I was already in a pissy mood. Yeah. Right. So for those that don't know, um, a few weeks back at this point, uh, yeah, almost Zen- a month, month ago, yeah, the Zentarum came to the Temple of Gond. Yeah. Where there are what four or five dozen extraordinarily strong mates swinging hammers all f***ing day. Yeah, if we're not out saving the world or we're not adventuring, typically they're in the forge and, uh, you know, swinging swinging some good hangers. So, you you know, when you look around, lads are built. Not just lads, by the way. And the Zent sent, like, the the JV intimidation squad. Well, I got the varsity. I was almost f***ing flattered. Like, one... Look, 
I have some spindly arms, right? I'm older now, right? Yeah. I, I barely leave. I don't like using the magic as much as I used to because it's fucking unreliable at best, right? But then they show up when I'm already pissy. They interrupt <laughs> the good time I'm having with the kids, <laughs> and I'm incredibly strong. <laughs> Paint a picture. Paint, just take me. Th- I gotta live, well, live uh, vicariously through the story. I do have to admit that this group. They they weren't they weren't soft looking. Right? Okay, all right. I mean, like, come on, man. How many day, how many years on the road did we spend? Uh, 20, but 25? Yeah, it's not it's not fair. Uh, five or six of these rogues and roustabouts. I, I would I wouldn't even get out of bed for four of them. You know what I mean? Like, please, yeah. they come at me at the alley, and I j- I just I just imprisoned three of them from the jump. I was like, I don't I don't yeah. like three. You're standing way too close. Standing in the cage, yeah. you can't say boom. Stay there. So there's the spells, the force, a cage of force is created, and I I did it with the bars just to f- with them. Right? <laughs> why would you do that? Why, why would why wouldn't I? How dare you? You interrupt my good time. Oh yeah. So I put, I put and another thing, adventurous. Listen to me very very carefully. Never stand five or six feet. Uh, from the next one of your compatriots, I mean, we generally refer to that as fireball. We've, formation. we've not talked about fireball formation. No, but like if you're standing within ten, you know, a certain radius of your mates, uh, and I decide to cast a fireball, you're all going to burn to death yeah. horribly. You should act like everybody in the party has a virus, and you need to stay <laughs> a good ten feet away from yeah. everybody else. It's, yeah, don't be an asshole. If you have, if you think you have the virus, stay six feet stay or more. Stay at least feet away. Christ. Don't be an asshole. It's literally the bare minimum you can possibly do. Seriously, you fucks. So I immediately imprisoned three of them. Yeah. Right. And I just like, I just and I was I was a little still a little drunk. Yeah. Okay. Right. We're having a good time. Oh, I'm, I'm and, living this. And the kids are egging me on the whole fucking time. So I just I picked one of them up. Can I? Did, <laughs> I am so proud. I can't even you. tell you. Hey, I just and I I threw I made a, I made a callback reference to your your jump spell last week. I chucked one up on top of the roof. Yeah. And I told him to clean the gutters while he was up there. <laughs> Ah, I love it. Uh, yeah, I know. And then I turned another one into a newt because I oh, forgot. Oh, changing it up? No, I well, no, no. no. I, I tried to turn him into a slug, but I th- I think I was a little drunk. Okay. Still, and it just kind of happened. I mean, six of one, right? He, yeah, it was a newt, right? And then the other one, I was just like, I want you to think that you're doing well, so I'll let you get a few shots in. And he did, right? And I, I think the point was made. And he said, I'm going to tell Manchun. And I was like, oh, no. no. Oh, t- which Manchun? The, which 18th of his, which, which of the 172 clones of Manchun is coming now? Listen, you Zen No one's scared of you. You're very overrated. Sorry to take that to you. Yeah, read the room, fellas. So, and I just left. I, I, honestly, I think the three that were in the fourth cage, they, they were there for like a day. <laughs> <laughs> I was tired, man. You don't have to come and try to intimidate the kids, me. Kids can throw stuff at them. It's fun. A, oh, the kids loved every minute of it. Oh. Yeah. Listen, if you're going to come to where we live and you're going to try to intimidate people, then, you know, you should expect to be intimidated in return. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it can be a two-way street. Sp- in front of the children. Was that necessary? No, not good. Uh, so, yeah. So, I get, well, hey, there's a tip and a trick right there. Yeah. So, we're already fulfilling our duty and obligation I to the magistrates. I love it. We're talking about fireball formation, which is an indispensable tip and trick. Yeah. Don't stand next to your f***ing mates if you enter, like, a room or whatever. Super wide. So, Spread yeah, out. Stay wide. Spread out. Get some space. You don't need to be playing gravity ball. Sorry. So, that was my... That was... That was my day after our amazing time with the Swede Brothers. Wow. Can you believe it? Huh. So what's happened? Anything happened in the Forge? Uh, a couple things happened this week. I was going to tell a story about my son. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's going on? So my son, Stormy, we talked about him before. He's actually named after my grandfather, Maelstrom. Smart kid. 
13 Wait, years old. I, 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 I know, I, I know you're about to tell. I love your son. He's an he's an amazing kid. But can we just revisit that real quick for the people that don't know? Yeah. Your grandfather's name. My grandfather's name is was Maelstrom Mallsmith. Right. And <laughs> we called him Stormy. Because Maelstrom Mallsmith is a is a it's a bit of it's a, mouthful. a mouthful. Yeah. It's it's tough to get through. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bite size. Sorry. All Sorry. right. <laughs> Smart kid. His forge work is coming along really well. Right? Spend some time in the temple. I've got no complaints, you know, with him outside the house. But in the house, I mean, he's still a 13-year-old boy. Right? I was incorrigible. As a yeah. It's, and, and there are challenges. Of I had been kicked a... out of at least five wizard academies by that time. Yeah. And my wife, the wizard, right? My wife, Lucy, Lucy the Lucinda, wizard. Right? right? Yeah. You know, so. Very powerful wizard. And for those that don't know, he's, she saved the world at least twice that I'm aware of. Probably. Yeah. But, you know, we're kind of curious, right? We're not pushing him to be in the church. We're not really pushing him to be a wizard. He's got he's to find his own path. You know, you can always send him over to old Uncle Boots, and we'll uh, take him down that sorcerer path. I don't know if he has innate magic. No? I mean, I haven't seen it. It could happen still. Well, we're going to stress him out a little bit, Bill, bring it on him. <laughs> well, hang on to your hat here, because i <laughs> got right. a bit of the story. He's 13, and you know me. I'm a neat freak. I go by... Uh, it's been an ongoing thing with him. He doesn't keep his room particularly clean. Like, it's a, it's, he's 13 years old. His room's a disaster. I, I mean, checks out. Yeah. So I've been, I've been on him pretty good to try and keep his room clean, and, and I'm, not, I'm getting a 13-year-old response, and that's getting old. So Monday, I'm sort of coming out of this hangover. Monday morning. And Monday? I get, yeah. You had a two-and-a-half-day hangover? Well, I mean, I didn't do much Sunday, but yeah. D- d- don't judge me. All right, dude. I'm sorry. I get up. I go by his room. He's gone. He's gone for the day. His room's a disaster. I'm like, I'm going to yell at this kid when he gets home. He's 13, He's 13. Mate. You um, don't have, like, some apprentices at the forge that can come clean your house? I'm not going to have people from the forge come to clean my kid's room. Why not? That's, that's, no. That's, that's, that's call it service to God? No, it's not. That it's is not? service to a 13-year-old kid. Same thing. No. Just don't ring the bell. No. No. No, I'm not going to do that. Anyway, so I got a home day. I'm putzing around the house, and I'm sort of waiting for him to come home so I can give him a talking to. Uh, I go back upstairs. It's like four in the afternoon. I haven't seen him all day, but I go by his room again, and the room is clean. Like, ridiculously clean. Did he pay his brother? No. I mean, that would be my first... Uh, no, I, I mean, that's a good thought, right? Because they're knowing the two of them. But yeah, that, he didn't clean his. He didn't pay his brother, but the room was clean. And I was like, that's, that's weird. Did Lucy use that invisible servant spell again? Nope. No, because she won't. No? About, I mean, she's... She's on, she's on the same page with me about this. Right. But she can just clean, she can just prestidigitate the entire room clean in a moment. But I mean, what's the lesson in that? So The lesson is to fucking learn prestidigitation, man. Well, okay, fair. <laughs> Make an unseen servant, little man. How does this wrong Well, okay, so you're, okay, hang on. Next yeah. day, same thing. Like, the room's, it's sort of shocking how much of a mess this kid can make a room overnight. But next day, room's a mess again, and, and he goes off, and I go to work, and I come home, and the room is clean again. This seems weird. I'm asking Lucy, she doesn't know. Your wife did not know. My wife didn't know how the room got cleaned. She literally knows every single thing I've ever asked her. I'm, I'm pretty sure her mom, like, she's got this big meeting coming up where she has to be in Silvery Moon. She had to be in Silvery Moon later in the week. So, and she was presenting to the magistrate in Silvery Moon. So she's got other shit going on. Yeah, Illustrial in Silvery Moon. For those who don't know, Illustrial is the, the leader, uh, the ruler of Silvery Moon. And I, from what I understand, Lucy and her are good friends. Yes. Right. So anyway, she doesn't know. I'm sitting down, I'm doing some paperwork. And all of a sudden, I hear this sort of, like, scratching, walking across the floor. And I look over, and I was scared out of my nut because it just completely freaked me out. There was this little wooden thing sort of walking across the floor. 
It was built out of, like, scrap wood and Jenga blocks and, like, a back scratcher and, like, like, what the hell is this? I sort of get it secluded, and then I did a sending to Lucy, so she came down. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> You send to your wife while yeah, you I mean, I do that very often, but when, you know, you know, when you have this random thing walking through your house you don't recognize, yeah, you know, I was like, what the heck? Right now, right now, Lisa, you need to downstairs. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Right. <laughs> God um, damn, that must be convenient. Yeah. Well, yes and no. <laughs> it's a wooden golem. It's a tiny wooden golem. Did you make it? I did not. Did Lucy make it? She did not. Hold up. Stormy made his first golem. Stormy made a golem. So, 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 Lucy... That's what's been cleaning his room. Yes. There it is. Lucy had been working on something, you know, and left a couple of her books open while she was doing Wait, some research. Wait, she has a manual of golems? Well, she's got spell books. Dude, she had the fucking wealth, man. I wanna, can I check that out? You uh, think Maybe. I no, don't know. I can't promise you. Uh, yeah, books. well, there was, that, there was that time with the cipher of the Codex of Infinite Planes. That, yeah, tell her I'm sorry about that again. Uh, <laughs> she's yeah. never going to loan me any more books. No. Fucking hell. No. I'd really like to get my hands on that. I could use a golem. So your, your son yeah. took a book. Yeah. And he made a servant from that book that now uses that he uses now to clean his room. Yes. So, which like, do you think that's part of? Is is he on track to be a domesticator? Well, all right. So we had we just to learned a, about those. He's like, <laughs> so there, <laughs> last mean, week. There are, uh, if you have to understand, there were rules in my house for children, right? Because obviously, my wife brings some of her work home. Don't use magic unattended. Yeah, <laughs> this should be a big one. Should be a big one. Stormy was uh, Stormy came across one of her books while he was doing something and was like, ha ha ha, I have a plan. And he managed to make himself a tiny golem. I feel like you should reinforce his behavior. Well. Like, this is definitely gone type. Uh, well, so, I mean, like, come on, man. It's not about stealing your thunder. Everybody knows that if your son made a fucking golem yeah. with, like, first time, right? There's no way. There's no, dude. Did you hear the bell? No, I didn't. I didn't hear the I bell. I bet you he did. <laughs> so, yeah, so I was like, oh, this is, you know. You have to have the stern talking to because you can't be reading magic, mom's magic books. And then you're right. I was like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> this shows a lot of innovation. This is very. It's really hard to come down hard on a It really thing. was. Yes. It really was. Well done, so, lad. Smash cut to this morning and I'm sitting at the table and this little wooden structure brings me over some juice. And <laughs> <laughs> so now we have a golem. You have a home golem. Yeah. This is make it. I'm not going to lie, like, my mind has been going, like... Why haven't we been doing this our kinda, entire lives? Kind of, Maybe we should make these for other people, too. Like, like was, we go into the tiny <laughs> golem business. It's like, this golem makes you coffee. Yeah. This golem turns your bed down at night and warms so, up your Whatever, whatever. Brings me, a, <laughs> brings me an ale, like, I'm in. Hang on. Did you know there's a darker side to this, right? Well, that's that's the piece we have to sort of... Uh, you don't want with. to, like, you don't want to make an... Uh, like, because, you know, he's 13, soon he'll be 16, and you don't want him making... You know what? Never mind. Yeah, let's not uh, let's not go there. <laughs> I'm sure I listen to the show, and I don't want to give him uh, uh, No, please idea. don't. <laughs> Make a golem that is specifically don't. settled... So- Never mind. Don't. Right. Don't. So he made a golem. I mean, that's pretty cool, man. you got to be a little proud, right? Oh, yeah, for I'm sure. I mean, too mad at him. The, um, you know, the machinations were a little crude, and... Frankly, I started drawing out how we could make version 2.0. <laughs> so now you've taken it and you're going to make another one. I'm, uh, well, listen. If I'm you, not if, committed to it yet, but I'm thinking. Well, if you're going to make a few, can I, you know, throw one over to old Uncle Boots' house and I'll, uh, Maybe. I, could, I could use you can it. Maybe. do that. Because I live in a hole, if I'm being honest. I use prestidigitation just to clean it up because I'm incredibly lazy. You know, it needs a name. The, the tiny wooden golem needs a name. The little guy? Yeah. 
Did you have something in mind? I don't. I thought maybe we could open it up to people. Like, if you want to send us a bird with the name oh, proposal. God. Yes. What should we call uh, Stormy Swanee's uh, oldest son? What should we call his his golem that cleans his room and does all of the uh, the chores around the house? Yeah. So please have, send a bird. Send a bird to Rod and Flagon, or to me, or at, to uh, yes. Oliver Red Boots, or to uh, S. Mallsmith, Smallsmith, which suddenly feels very appropriate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, come on, man. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, he finally he's finally coming into his own. Maybe maybe he'll be a a high ranking priest of gone like yourself. Could be. Could uh, be. Aspire to uh, maybe take his. Take to the open road? I don't know. I mean, he's still only 13, but, I mean, he did sort of come up in the lifestyle, right? We, we do have a lot of guys that go out on the road after they finish their uh, their residencies in the forge. I mean, well, I'll still be around in 30 or 40 years when he's, you know, an adult adventure. Maybe I'll have these conversations when he's uh, your age. Could be. That'd be really cool. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm done with the road, but, like, you know, it'd be interesting to be like, oh, yeah, tell me about your stories. Yeah. Uh, your dad used to sit there. Like, oh, we could have that. Oh, uh, my dad. I have big <laughs> shoes to fill, all that nonsense. I think it was one shoe, actually. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. we got to talk about it every now and then, right? Uh, yeah, every now and then. <laughs> all right. So what else going on? Anything else cool at the Forge? I had, I had a job this week. Oh, go on. No, I had, a, I had to work a birthday party. All right. So you know about the Filans, the, the noble family and uh, what Yeah, deep. sure. So, so for, the, for the young adventurers who don't know, the Filans are... A noble family in Waterdeep, and, and they're primarily, they're, well, they're big funders of adventurers. So they capture monsters, they like to, you know, they're, they're, they're really into... They're very like, generous, yeah. Yeah, and they, it's so, and whatnot. Though I, had a, I had a birthday party, and for once, none of the magic went crazy. Nice! All they did was hire me to do, you know, a few, few fireballs at, at sunset, a few fire... You know, basically they just wanted, like, to, a celebration of the heavens. And there was a bunch of our old uh, compatriots there. Thud was there with his new wife, and oh, there. Nice! Do you know that ah. fucker has eight children? Wow, he's been busy. Yeah, it hasn't even been that goddamn long. Any twins or triplets or... They were, four. He had, what is it, what is it when you have four? Quadruplets? Quadruplets. He had quadruplets and two sets of twins. Wow. And you, they all look exactly like them. <laughs> and they're all, I, like, I think the... Do any of them have ears that just go around ripping each other's ears off? <laughs> I was like, could you imagine having seven sons and one sister, right? And all of they do, they just like fighting and doing all the craziness. I couldn't even imagine it. I feel bad for whoever's going to date that girl. It don't. Yeah. <laughs> just don't. I'm sure she'll be lovely. That's not what I meant. <laughs> yeah. All of her brothers are going to kick that guy's ass. And, and your dad is also one of the most fearsome. Uh, yeah. Be, a, be a nerd that needs to work far away. That's my recommendation. <laughs> you, wait till she goes away to, you know, wizarding school in like Silvery Moon before you even bother to talk Seriously. to her. Seriously. Because, god damn, could you imagine coming to that house? Oh, I want you to meet my family. Yeah. Oh, this is my eight foot and a half foot tall uh, dad. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Aloysius. Call me Thud. Oh, sh- you're the You're the Thud girl? You're the, the. You're the Thud? You're the Thud's daughter? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a lot of and pressure, And suddenly too. I have to go. <laughs> yeah. Some little... And could you imagine if that one's not, like, very, you know, beefy? Right? Yeah. <laughs> he's a, like, a you know, narrower lad, right? <laughs> like, you come into that house where, like... Couldn't even imagine. Yeah, so I actually got paid from it. And nice. It was, it was the first job that I've had in, in ages where it was boring. I mean, boring's good. I mean, I think that's the universe making up for the Zentarum trying to come and shake me down. You think the universe paid you for the job? Make sure I, you get paid because you're real. I really do think. I mean, or maybe the, the gone thing is coming back to the, you know. Yeah, hey, whatever. As a tip. But, like, I guess that's another tip. If you're in Waterdeep, you should really look up the Phylons. Like, yeah. they, they'll, they'll, they always have monster hunting jobs, right? They're, they're very generous people. And by and large, decent, which nowadays is almost a rarity. Yeah. 
All right, is that time again? We should go freshen up our drinks? It's about time for the fresh ale, so uh, give us a couple of minutes, everybody. We'll be back, and uh, we'll talk some more stories and give some more advice. Yep, all right, stick around. All right, we're back, Swanee. We're back. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rod and Flagon. I, of course, am Oliver Red Boots. I am Swan Malsmith. Uh, hey, man, please send us your birds. We, we'd love to answer the, uh, the younger adventurous questions out there. At Rod and Flagon, if you send our birds to that, at Swan, nope, at Smallsmith. At Smallsmith, at Smallsmith. Yep, and at Oliver Red Boots. And, yeah, you let us know if you have any questions. I feel like we cover a lot of ground on here, but like every now and then I, I'd like to tailor you know, our, our tip and or trick to what, what the audience would think we need. And shout out to all of our listeners in Red Larch and, and Silvery Moon and Neverwinter. You know, hey, hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the show. And yeah. And if you're, uh, if you're listening from those places, next week, come back and bring a friend. Tell, tell your people. Yeah, tell some people. Give the word out. Uh, yeah. We actually have a question. We do? We do. We should probably talk about the fact that we don't have a sponsor first. We don't we? have a sponsor. So we're just going to shout out Uncle Willie again. Uncle Willie. If you're in Waterdeep and you need any type of uh, potion or a, a spell component, <laughs> sorry, um, <laughs> or whatever it is you need for your alchemical pursuits, go see Uncle Willie. Uh, he's in the trade ward. You can't miss him. He's, uh, he does a fabulous shop. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. And if you're there, last week I heard the brothers were in town. The Scrugamans? Did you hear about that? Oh, the other... Those those brothers. Yeah, oh, yeah, not the Swede brothers. Sorry, I didn't mean to confuse. Oh, yeah, I was confused there. So, yeah, the Scrugamans were in town last week as well. We R- didn't... We missed them. Uh, Rudy and Quentin, who right. are our old friends, uh, friends of Uncle Willie's, they were in town last week. Um, oh, I'm sad. We would have had them on the show. We'd love to have had them on the show. And so, you know, that's just, as, as you get older... And your adventuring parties, you know, break up or whatnot. Sometimes we just use whatever successes. Sometimes you just, you know, whatever that, that thing was that was threatening the realms, you're able to solve it. Or sometimes you're not, and you just go about your business. And that's just one of the things. That, you know, sometimes adventuring parties break up. They break up before they should. That's another good tip and trick. So send us your birds. And shout out to Uncle Willie. And you have a question. So this is actually very well timed, right? Because this, uh, this happened to us when we were adventuring with the Scrooger brothers. Dude, a lot happened to us. I was drinking so heavily back then. Ah, well. Uh, okay. Da, 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 da. Can we, do, we just talk about so uh, Quentin? Okay. Is what, was he a rogue or a cleric or a cleric rogue? A uh, rogue cleric. He was a cleric of mask. I thought. Right, that's right. Ooh, the shadowy god. <laughs> He'd be so mad at me if he heard me talking. <laughs> but come on, man. You're basically a rogue. Just be a rogue. You're just a rogue that has to pray. That's really if you worship mask. That's really all you are. Hey, man. <laughs> he, he still patched you up a couple times. I mean, like. You know, don't be in the well. Well, I mean, I'm not saying I didn't, I wasn't appreciative of mass services from time to time, but like, we, we all know what was happening behind the scenes. He's looking, I don't, do you remember at night when he would commune with Mask and he would think he was off slinking in a corner and we could all hear what he was wishing for? <laughs> it was a weird time. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> all right. So what was this question? Dear Rod and Flagon, like the show. Thank you. Um, we were adventuring and came across an immovable rod. Oh, I love that. Right. One of my favorite things. We came across a. We were in a dungeon and came across a room where an adventurer had died, but activated the immovable rod before they died. All right. So for, I guess we should preface this with a brief description of what an immovable rod is for yeah. those who might not know. Right. Uh, uh, an immovable rod is. Well, I guess it's basically just that, right? It's so a it's rod a, that you can stand in a specific place and activate if you know it, how to activate it, and it, it will. It stays there. Yeah. It, it's it's extraordinary. You can hang from it. You can hang things from it, and it will just hang in space. 
Right? It's not, one of the funniest things to do is to, if someone's coming out of the privy, you put in a movable rod right about, about forehead level and they bump the head on the rod. Ha ha, everybody has a great joke. Or, or you like put it in front of the door to the privy so they're stuck in the privy. That's, That's also a, a great one. one. Yes, yeah, right? you can use it as a trip rod. There was that time that the, the our friend, uh, uh, Apples on Snow, he put that on his, and someone's like, the crease of the thigh. crease of the hip while they were meditating. Yeah, they couldn't get up. Brilliant. Right. So a movable rod's highly underrated piece of treasure. They wanted to take the immovable rod with them. Okay. But they didn't know how to deactivate it. Uh, yeah, that's right. So but people that don't know, there's usually like a switch or a magic word of some magic type, word some type of case. incantation. Right. So they wanted to take it with them. They didn't know the magic word. A question they had, and remember, we did this. Can you take your bag of holding oh, and I see grab the rod with yep. it and take the rod with you that way? And the answer is... The answer is yes, you can. Yes, yeah. but there are consequences. Right? Well, yeah. Oh, God. So this happened... I see why you're bringing this up. This happened very specifically to my bag of holding. Because I am a known greed pig when it comes to treasure. <laughs> well, I mean, that's one of the things I love about you. Yeah, well, so I just just draped my bag of holding over the immovable rod. It worked. Yeah. Right? We left the dungeon. Yeah. Right? We got back into the town where there was a celebration for our heroism. Yeah. I reached into the bag thinking I would be able to either, like, find the rod and grab it and then move my bag around it. And I just started pulling <laughs> out. Yeah, what we figured out was that the immovable rod yeah. oh, uh, breaks down the barriers between the pocket dimension of that particular bag of holding yep. and other pocket dimensions of other bags of holding. Yeah, so do you remember what I pulled out? Oh, it was a phylactery for a fucking lich. Uh, it, what, he was like a red wizard, yeah. right? He was like one of those thay guys. Yeah. So I pulled... Oh, God. Man, they were not happy in town they, when you did that. No, and like, a, and in simple, uh, you know, a simple sorry, we did not mean to find your thing. By the way, we attracted this red wizard lich to your town. Because <laughs> he wants this thing back. Yeah, well, of course he wants the thing back. He, he It costs a lot of money and it's a lot of effort to, to craft another thing, right? And of course he's a necromancer, so he's not actually going to do the work again. <laughs> Right, he has to be like I'll just go terrorize the people of that town until they return my my phylactery. So now that and that's the story of when Swan and I had to slay a lich. Yeah. Oh, should we tell the people about that? Yeah, why not? Well, you don't you don't think that like is there like a uh, you think the red wizards have like a like a certain time period that they allow one of their their powerful liches to die before they'll come? I mean, I don't know if their union is as strong as it used to be. Probably not, right? And they're so far away. Even if they were to hear this, like it'll take them months to get here. Yeah. And they're all just like. Let's just face it. They're all wizards, so they're probably reading, probably brooding in some corner, right? And they're all, and they're all, most of them are necromancers anyway. So it's like, well, you can send a zombie after me? Ooh, scary. <laughs> off. <laughs> all the way off. You re- hey, hey, red wizards, I stole one of your phylacteries by accident, and I regret nothing. Yeah. But to answer this person's question, it's a tricky situation. Uh, it will happen, but it will, sh- it will fracture the delicate pocket dimensions in between bags of holding. Because a lot of people don't realize that there's really only one pocket dimension that is then separated into an infinite number of pockets. Correct. Yeah. Now, another important note, right, uh, about um, bags of holding. Bags of holding are not cold storage. Uh, yeah, this is a hard a, le- a lesson hard learned. Right. So if you <laughs> come across somebody and you're like, oh, we found this bag of holding. Great. Uh, and then you, you're like, oh, I wonder what's in this bag of holding. Yep. And you start pulling out, like, rancid meat. Yeah. That's, that's a bad day. That's a terrible day. Also, um, if you store your uh, dead compatriot in the bag of holding thinking that it will, like, you know, keep him. It will not preserve your dead compatriots. No, it will not. They will just rot in there inside that pocket dimension. Mm-hmm. And no then good. when you 
you think you're just going to be able to resurrect them, it becomes like entirely too mm. difficult, right? Yeah, no, They've been dead for too long. No. There's, there's not a lot of bits and places left. That's actually what happened to Baracus, you know. Oh, Barack! Oh, my goodness. You remember him? Yeah. So, Barakas was a friend of Oz, and he was a gold dragonborn. That's right. Right? He had this sort of mohawk thing going. Right. And he was, like, always liked to drink milk. Yeah. And, and he had the wings, and he couldn't fly. That's right. He was right. a weird thing. He was, he was an odd bird. He was killed in a dungeon. He was. And his compatriots decided that they were going to stuff they him. They would not listen to us. How the hell they got that big-ass guy into that bag of holding is another, like, I feel like... I mean, it was a tight fit. It was like having a too, ball, too small I, of a sleeping bag. <laughs> Like, it's like 40 pounds of sausage in a 10-pound casing. Yeah. Like, how? Really? I mean, he was dead, so he didn't complain. You know, but but I, I do. I almost want to... I, I would kill for, like, an exhibition like, where, like, someone brings in a bag of holding and just get bigger and bigger things to stuff inside. It's like an ogre. All right, here we go, big guy. Yeah. Finger for, like, how do you get an ogre? It's like a carnival show right there. <laughs> how do you get an ogre into a bag of holding? Like, one piece at a time? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so they brought, they put, they stuffed Baracus into this bag of holding. They brought him back. I think they brought him back to Waterdeep. Did they bring him back to Waterdeep? Doesn't matter. They brought him back and they 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 remove him from the bag of holding. They lay him on the ta- on the table in the in the whatever temple they were at. That's right. And the only holy person they had at the time was a druid. Yeah. Which is which should tell you all you need to know. Oh man, yeah. I mean, revivify right out. That wasn't gonna right. work. It's one of my favorite spells. Right. Yeah. I mean, but if you, you put him into somebody in a bag of holding. That way past revivify. Yeah, you're you're in raise dead or resurrect or reincarnate. Reincarnate. You know I hate reincarnate. Well, that's what happened to Baracus, man. I know. So they they decided they were going to reincarnate him. They re You know what? This guy came back as a gnome. Yeah, Which, a gnome. Yeah, I mean, good for us, but I mean, it was hilarious. Like, listen, I'm not knocking the gnome. Gnomes as a race, right? Like they're amazing creatures. Oh yeah, I love, I they're love awesome. These gnomes. Most by and large, most of them are fun to get along with. But if you're used to living your life as a 500 pound, he, I mean, he was a big, uh, big Seven lad. foot six, 500 pound, with, gold with, dragonborn. With wings and the whole nine yards. Pick you and, up and throw you out like nobody's business. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you're three and a half feet tall. Yeah. Um, you'd, you'd have questions too. Yeah, that's mentally hard to get your head around. It has to be. It's like, oh, you know how powerful I am right now? And then poof, noom. Noom. That's why I would I would just like, if I could give another, another tip or trick, right? It would be... Lean towards resurrect or raise dead, and and kind of lean away from reincarnate. Reincarnate makes no sense to me. Like I just don't understand how that spell works. Why? Just because it, it just it doesn't really bring you back. It just replaces the the you. But why? Like magically speaking, isn't it so much easier to repair a body than it is to be like you know what? I have a spare <laughs> Aracocra running around. <laughs> I'm gonna stuff you in there. I see what you're saying. So, like, it's, it's, I mean, it almost like stands to reason that necromancers would prefer why necromancers prefer raise dead and and something like that as opposed to reincarnate. Yeah, I mean, I, I think and it would a, be a druid that have to do the most of the reincarnating, right? Because they they have everything they do is so fucking extra. It's like they're trying to make themselves more woodland friends, <laughs> right? I just like just. There's no rhyme or reason. Like, you and your adventuring companion, like, two of your adventuring companions die, right? And then get across some magma, and they both fell in, and it's tragic, and so you sort of fish them out. Uh, you got pieces of them left. You got pieces of them left, and you're like, oh, man, I gotta do something. And if, like, they both turned into Aarakocra, you're like, well, okay, they sort of look like drumsticks. <laughs> like, I can sort of I can sort of see the logic there. But one of them brings back an Aarakocra, and then you have an orc. Like, what is the logic? <laughs> I don't believe there is any logic in it. I think it's just random. I really believe it's random. I think that's just how reincarnate works. The other thing... Uh, 
<laughs> so if you guys can't see it, Swanee, every time we bring up druids, Swanee just gets a little annoyed. Look, I don't think he hates all druids. I don't. I, just think I don't. I, I mean, as a child, I was not a big fan of druids because, you know, we sort of made fun of druids from the forge. If I'm completely well, honest. Well, I can't imagine why. Yeah. Why, I'm sorry. I can't imagine why not. You are, you, you, you work in a hot, steamy factory all day, With right? metal. With metal. Right. You're all there. And then you got this thing just leaping, flitting about in the woods and dancing with trees and shit. Right. It's kind of like the, uh, like, w- one side of the coin versus the other side of the coin. Yeah, I mean, we're not enemies, but we're like, I don't get that guy. Yeah. Um, you're never going to understand each other. Like, a, a druid would never understand exactly why you would want to dwell in a city. No. Most of them are at least the ones that don't work in, like, uh, the, the, the groceries establishments. And oh, and, 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 and entire foods? Yeah, and bring in all of the foods and whatnot. Yeah. Right. I, like, I get why they like to keep them down in golden fields now. Yeah. Because we need them down in golden fields. Yeah. Someone's got to talk to those treants. Yes. So, and, and all of the apple trees and whatnot. Exactly. Because I'm, I'm not f***ing doing it. No, 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 no. I mean, it is perfect work for a druid. <laughs> yeah, so I guess, so to answer, oh man, did we answer that, that young adventure? Yeah, 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 yeah. So. you can do it, just be careful, there right. might be some side effects, like you might, some of your stuff might wind up in a different pocket dimension, somebody else's stuff from a different part of the pocket dimension can wind up in your bag of holding, like, it happens. It did, it happened to us. Pocket dimensions, uh, in and of themselves are very strange. Like, yeah. it, like I've used, I've banished things before, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you banish, you, you banish them to a pocket dimension. And like, I wonder if there's a way for one pocket dimension to be, like, to have another way to another pocket dimension. Like oh, I'm a, sure. Like a pocket in a pocket? That's very, like, that's kind of meta, huh? I mean, you, you had that spell that was um, with the rope. Well, yeah, okay, so we do rope trick, right? I do the rope, and, yeah. and we can climb up the rope, and we can sit in that pocket dimension. And then your, your bag of holding still works inside. Like, yeah, I'll never understand how that yeah. happens. We okay. were inside a pocket dimension, and I had another thing that had a pocket dimension inside of it. And the universe didn't collapse, so, you know, so what far so good. What happens if I would banish you while we were in the rope trick while I, I was holding a bag of holding? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it hurts my skull even thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is why I, I pray to a higher power. <laughs> Can I have the thing? Yes, good, we're good. <laughs> so, you know you know those holes? Those, uh, the, the, so... For people that don't know, there is a, a type of magic where you can get like just a hole, and you can and you can move that hole about. Okay. Right? So if you put a hole on top of a bag of holding, it will create a, right. a massive explosion. It will. Yeah. So like I mean, like, and I've done it just out of <laughs> and giggles from time to time because I thought we it was did it funny. from a safe distance because we knew things were going to go sideways. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, we you got to experiment, right? You know, you're in a new dungeon. You know, we're like, hey, let's let's do something a little silly. Look at that. Oh, there's an ogre down there. And like, if you. <laughs> Like, we get to the point in our adventuring careers where, like, you slain an ogre, it just feels, I don't know, it feels like mowing the lawn. Yeah. It feels like cleaning out the gutters. You're like, oh, I gotta, oh, he's down uh, there, terrorizing. all right, yeah. I guess so. It gets boring. So, you know, you, you start, all right, what if I send this unseen servant holding this <laughs> hole and holding this bag yeah. of holding? Let's see ogre. if we can pants this ogre. <laughs> yeah, I was like, listen, we're, we're n- we might be very powerful adventurers, but also, you know, we were kids at heart. You gotta have some fun. Right, yeah, like, you know, you don't, you don't always have to make it the job so jobby. Yeah. Right? Uh, any you other can questions? love your job. Any other questions? That was pretty good. No, no, I was, I mean, they were, sir, and sort of, eh, I wasn't thrilled with them. But that's just one we had pers- direct experience with, so I figured we, we knew, like, we wasn't going to, the other stuff, I don't know that we did. Oh, you know, well, well, then, you know what we should do? We should talk about phylacteries. I bet you there's a lot of young adventurers that don't know what a phylactery is. We can talk about phylacteries next week. Okay, we can talk about phylacteries. Well, fine. <laughs> I didn't know you didn't want to talk oh, about phylacteries. Oh, all right. Phylacteries. Okay. Well, well, what else has gone got going on this week? Is there a, Oh, oh. Oh. Is there a festival? Yes, um, there is. It is um, St. Dark Friends Day is this week. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. 
So, so a lot of people don't know. I, I really think this is a your temple specific. Well, no, 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 no. It's not my temple specific, but it is. Are a, you sure? Yes. It's not just the Waterdeep sect of the cl- I'm of sure. Gons Clan. No, I'm the, sure. Dark Friends. Yeah. All right. So I guess you should tell everybody about what Saint Dark Friends Day is. All right. So, um, for context, we've we've talked about this a little bit. Like Gon started. I mean, Gon was a, a gnomish god. Was right, he yeah, and then it sort of way. branched out, but like in the early days of following Gone, it was nothing but gnomes. Right? Was that because of the creativeness of like making the little contraptions? I mean, I think, I, I, yeah, I think in part, right? Um, there was one of the earlier followers of Gone's whose name was Felfin Darkfern. What What was his first Felfin? name? Felfin, wait, Saint Darkfern had a first name, yes, and it was Felfin, Felfin. Felfin. Darkford. F-E-L-F-A-N. <laughs> I know. It's all the gnomish names always crack me up. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like, Roger Underbrush. <laughs> all right, Rod. <laughs> it was really important to the Temple of Gon and sort of getting that religion off the ground, but he was, you know, an interesting character. He was... He had a particular fixation. This was this was eons ago, right? So keep, keep in mind. It wasn't with small golems that move about their home, was it? No, no, no. Uh, he had a particular fixation with trying to build... Uh, mechanical systems that would allow people to fly. Okay. Right? So wings, like so things that we're a little bit more familiar with today. Right, yeah, yeah. So like, we probably take it for granted then. Yeah, yeah. But then this was, this was not a thing. So I'm with you so far. He, um, he had a particular fascination with seeing if he could get people to fly and he would build these machines and, and try and get, you know, the gnomes to try them and work. And then he had sort of very limited success or if not really any success, if I'm honest, uh, getting gnomes to fly. But he got it in his head that the problem was gnomes didn't grow up sort of expecting to fly, right? There was just this sort of training of their upbringing that was lacking. So there was no expectation of upward mobility. Right. Nope, that's, not, that's the wrong way to put okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. For those who don't know, gnomes are little guys. Sorry. Right. So if you, uh, he got it in his head that we needed to get the next generation of gnomes comfortable flying. Right. So... And you're going to think I'm making this up, but I'm not. Dude, half of the shit that you've told me over the years, with your, like, it's hard for me to discern what's actual, like, religious text and what is you just f***ing with me. No, so this is this is straight from the text. I, I kid you not, they, uh, like, at the 18-month mark for children, they would take children in this religious ceremony and they would, like, the family would be outside with a blanket and they would throw the kids out the window and catch them in the blanket. They get the kids used to no, the no, idea of flight. No, this is, you're f- killing me again. I am not. This is like the turkey on Tuesday thing that you did for like 12 years with me. Well, that was hilarious. But this is saying uh, <sighs> Dark Ferns Day is a real thing. Well, it's a real thing in, in, in sort of... I mean, well, I've heard of Dark Fern, but I didn't know about this Chuck... Pe- so you... Does it, is it only gnomes now, or do they do that with all the kids? Well, this is... This so you're going to go home and throw f***ing Stormy out your second floor window? No, because... Well, no, because Nomi's 13. This is like a young, young, uh, younger... Right. So you've thrown him out the window. Yes. <laughs> Tell, say it. I want. I, I want the world to know. I have. <laughs> and Lucinda, does she was okay with this. Well, I mean, the nice thing about being married to a wizard, if things go sideways, she can just kind of be like levitate. Oh, I guess that's a fair point. Right. But my nephews. I, I know, but you've thrown your own children out the window and preparing them as for some future where may or may not be able to fly. I mean, <laughs> and, you, and you wonder why I've always had a problem. I mean, with they do a lot of safety cults. blankets and and like all of the landing gear. I know, gear. but like, I just need to paint another picture for people. Is fucking Swanee, You're the safety officer at the forge. You make sure that people don't get hurt. And the visual for me of you chucking your children out a second story window it fills me with such joy that I can barely contain myself right now. 
I mean, I am a priest of God, and I hate this holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. So and the other thing about this, by the way, is that I don't know because I mean we love gnomes, right? You, you we've known a number of gnomes. Oh and, my and, god! Yeah, they're, yeah. They're some of them, they're, one they know how to party. If yeah. you're being honest with you, if you want to have a good time at a party, you bring a f-ing couple of gnomes. Oh man, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thing about gnomish children, they're tough little bastards. Well, yeah, but you have to be if you grow up in that kind of like. Well, no, I mean they also like. I if you're say throwing can, them out the window, I feel like but you're they're tough. Oh, they're just they're just built a little bulkier. Like right? survival, I mean, no, dude. Like, for everyone that did survive, because they hit the blankets, there had to have been one that was dribbled, right? That one well, that didn't, I mean, didn't I mean, quite stick the landing, so to speak. The other thing, uh, yeah, I mean, I imagine, but also keep in mind, like we're humans, and the average floor to ceiling height is like nine feet. But for gnomes, it's, it's like six, n- barely, six, barely six. Yeah. Right? I, I, I so barely humans did. have a lot further to go. All right. Yeah, but yeah, but you're human. Yeah, I'm human. Yeah. Yeah, and you threw your kid out. The, so that's that's like a fifteen foot drop. I was thrown. You were thrown as a child. Yeah. You never told me that you were thrown. Oh yeah. Yep. So your parents. Yep. Chucked you from your. <laughs> I hate this holiday. I hate this holiday so much. <laughs> so like, does it have to be the second floor, or can it be higher? Would you stop? I'm curious. I mean, uh, uh, so okay. Traditionally, it was off the roof, but all the houses were only one story. <laughs> so, is there like a set minimum? Like you I don't it? know. <laughs> Whatever it is, I would like to be at the minimum. <laughs> so that's why. Well, why do you just throw them from the first story? It was only like a three or four foot drop. That way, if they missed the blankets. No big deal. I don't know, man. Like I'm not running this part of the ceremony, but <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. So what? At what? Like what percentage of the acolytes come back to the temple the next day? Uh, the same as when they left the previous All day. of them. Come on. We're not. Really? Yeah. There's not even I mean, I don't know, like, back in the day if that was the case, but, like, you know, we do insist upon certain precautions. It's supposed to be a fun holiday. So this did is not you... supposed to be, a, like, an actual <laughs> trial. So please tell me that you had to do, like, some sort of safety brief before everyone went oh, home. Oh, God, yes. Gond, <laughs> yes. So you had to do, like, a, a Gond... Uh, a Swanee style safety brief. They're like, okay, everyone. All right, this is the spacing right, I everybody. want, and this Wait. is the emergency exit. Yeah, I need you when you throw everybody out the second story window. A couple of least. clerics over there on standby. <laughs> you have to have three people manning the blanket. Yeah, <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, it would like I. I just don't see your wife enjoying this holiday at all either. Again, or does she just sit around with like fly spells, just ready to fuck with people? I think she's. I mean, she's <laughs> she's ready. Because, not, dude, please, I, listen, I don't, you, I don't normally ask for much other than drinks and, like, occasionally let's go slay a, a, a powerful beholder. But, like, next year. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. There's so, yeah, I mean, one so, invite. Maybe you could chuck me out a window. Do you want to come like, this year? right before I land, So I'll it's cast, my nephew's this year. Do you want to come this year? I'll cast fly on myself and I'll f***ing visit about oh, like, Praise God! <laughs> come <praise> on! God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't, come on, dude, just let me do it one time. Right. Also, we do need to talk about Beholder, but never mind. That's that's a next. Well, you can you can. All right. Well, we'll talk about. It. We can figure out. I, I can invite you. I can invite you. I would love to come and see right. you throw someone out a window, because like, it just seems so antithetical to your entire existence. It seems exactly the opposite thing that I've ever would have seen, would have thought of seen you do. Would be the th- dude. I've had to talk you into throwing me over a pit trap. I know. I know. And I reduce myself to like. I'm the, supposed to be like. Hey, look, I'm a priest. Like I'm supposed to be body into the partner. Like. <laughs> I hate this holiday so much. Well, I mean, I'm sure God uh, appreciates that you you dislike it, but you still go through with it, right? Like, there's still like yeah. you don't need to enjoy everything. It's part that you of being part of a community. Like, I mean, every community is going to have its quirks, and you got to kind of buy it. 
I hate Soliday so much. <laughs> I, I just, I'm going to throw someone out of the second story window. And it's St. Darkfern. St. Darkfern. Oh, my God. So did he throw someone out a window? Or is that like just like it's just the representation? I don't think he had any children. <laughs> like, no. It's like, hi, I'm pleased to meet you. I'm Felton Darkfern. How would you like to have children yeah, with you? Yeah, like, chuck uh, them out a window. Exactly. <laughs> the good news is I'm pretty sure I can get your kids to fly. <laughs> I mean, but briefly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's the landing that might stink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, hey, so next week, man, I, I may need you to come traveling with me. I know I know, I know, know you typically don't like the road, but right. I, I might have to call in a favor. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, so apparently um, our friends who, who run the cattle ranch just to the north of us, uh-huh. they're having some problem. They, they, oh, they, there's a, apparently there's a beholder that has taken over one of the temples up there. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and so I think they need us to kind of go up there and have a look and see what we can do. Maybe we can help. All right, do some consult. You mean, you mean me to gear up? I mean, uh, probably. I mean, if I, it's a beholder, you never can tell. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's like. Well, I, I'm hopeful that they just want to bring us in as consultants because I really don't want to go and. I, I can't fight another beholder. It's just so drab. It's like yeah. at, at a certain point, yeah. it was fun and exciting, and now it's just like, oh god. If he looks at me, I can't really do anything for a few minutes. You know, yeah. it's kind of boring for yeah. me, right? But as long as he's not looking at me, I'm, he's kind of a pushover. Let's see if you get more of the uh, toenail potion. Oh god, so maybe I can. I would. Oh, dude! I could wrestle the beholder. Oh, like, let's go see Uncle Willie. Maybe Uncle Willie can. Hey, that's not. A, that's not a bad idea, right? You think the potion would work if the eye of the beholder is actually looking at me? Is that? That's another. We can ask Lucy. I honestly don't know. I don't know either. I, I don't remember because it was usually the, the. So how you normally would fight the beholder is to like you know get him to look at whoever the the With strongest the big guy yeah the big eye. Uh, not the other nine to look at like the strongest fighter amongst right. you, right? That way, the other ones we can practice our magic. Focus from a on distance. the punchy, punchy guy, right? Yeah, focus, and then, and then like sometimes it just gets so boring because like so as if like nowadays fighting a beholder is much simpler. It's a much simpler process, right? Since so we just confuse it by telling it there's another beholder in its lair, and they're so goddamn xenophobic, they'll just look for that other beholder. Yeah, or the goldfish. <laughs> No, dude, that's a very specific beholder. Oh, okay. That's Xanathar, and he's the one that runs the, the little thieves' guild here in Waterdeep. All right. He's another guy, you know, like a goldfish. Get the fuck. I've had to babysit that goddamn goldfish many that's times. That's right. Right, yeah. So I guess I guess that's enough for this week, and we'll bring up phylacteries next week. We'll ma- I'm hopeful we'll be on the road next week. Maybe we can, maybe we can do the show from the road. I think that would be fun. And a f- a flagon. We, we can f- we'll figure out the stuff. Yeah, it's, like it's your technology, so we can just take it with us wherever we yeah, go. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, I think that's it, buddy. I yeah. think this has been enough for one week, yeah? Yeah, I think so. All uh, right, well, remember to send us your birds. Remember to tell some friends. Leave uh, a, yeah, just, you know, write a, something nice on those birds and send to us. Birds not guaranteed for return because Lucy makes a hell of a stew. Uh, I am at Oliver Red Boots, and that is S. Smallsmith. That's me. Uh, and we will see you guys next week. Take care, everybody. Bye.